Welcome to the Advent Collective. A daily reflection drawing from Bible passages that are commonly read in this season of Advent. Our hope is that it will help us to grow as we live out our faith in the everyday moments of life. I don't know whether anyone else grew up in a house full of star charts. My mum absolutely loved them and I had them for everything. Uh, They were very specific. I had one for not spilling food down myself, uh, one for not saying the word yuck at mealtimes and one for flushing the toilet. The opposite of a star chart, I think, is probably something like the warning sheet that the Eden team sometimes resort to at youth clubs and our rule on that is three strikes and you're out, which is very sad. Going back though to the way that I relate and behave with my mum, something has changed, thankfully, over time. So I'm still her daughter just as much as ever, but it's a long time since she gave me a star for flushing the toilet at her house. I just do that out of the goodness of my own heart. I don't remember when I made that transition, but somewhere along the road, I started to come round to my mum's point of view about toilets and to do the right thing without needing a system to control my behaviour. Today we're looking at a bit of the letter Paul wrote to the Galatian Christians and he's been talking to them about the Jewish law. And my mum's star charts wouldn't have stood a chance next to the Jewish law. It covered all, absolutely everything, very specific. And the Galatians, who, they weren't ethnically Jewish for the most part, but they've started following Jesus, they've come into God's family and they're starting to pick up on the family history. And they're wondering maybe they should take up the Jewish law. So what is Paul going to say about this? Because Paul knows all about the law and he is a pretty big fan, or he was before he met Jesus, because he was actually doing pretty well at it. And if the Jewish law was a star chart, Paul would have had pages full of stars and his warning sheet would have been squeaky clean. So maybe Paul's writing to give them tips on how to do as well as he did. Well, actually, no. What he actually does is he calls them idiots and he writes six chapters persuading them to look at the bigger picture of what God is doing across human history. Paul says the law was a good thing in its day. It came from God. It's going to be good. It kept humans in check while humanity was younger. It was sort of damage control because you can't just wait for small children to be inspired to flush the toilet or do anything else they're meant to do. And you can't just wait for them to do that out of the goodness of their own hearts. You have to put some sort of discipline system in, the, in, in place in the meantime. And we were like that. Humans were like that. We were like children who needed a system to control our behaviour. Or and put another way, we were like employees who only did the work because we were paid for it. Or like slaves who did the work because we were scared to do anything else. But that was never meant to be how it worked forever. Paul says that in chapter 4, verse 4, he says that when the fullness of time had come, so when humans had metaphorically grown up or turned 18, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And that is Christmas in a nutshell, um, that God sent forth Jesus, born of a woman, to redeem us, 
so that it might receive adoption. He's saying to the Galatian believers, don't go back to the law. Jesus has been born under the law to redeem us from the law so we can be adopted instead. The old rules are not for us. Not now, not now that the human race has reached adulthood and the spirit of God has been poured out on all God's family. Goodness doesn't need to be imposed on us anymore from the outside by systems because the spirit of God grows it in us like fruit grows on a tree. Do you ever, subconsciously maybe, treat your relationship with God a little bit like a contract or a system? Maybe you have an imaginary star chart where you think God takes a little more delight in you when you're on a seven-day Bible reading streak. Maybe you're a little bit more self-critical and you have an imaginary warning sheet and you are sure that there are only so many black marks you can have before he runs out of grace for you. If If that's you, stop it. Those things are good to do, but your dad in heaven doesn't want his relationship with you to be based on them. He loves his relationship with you and he doesn't want it hijacked by you worrying you've done something wrong all the time or running yourself ragged to impress him. He just loves you. You are in his family now and that's the end of it. And if I'm not convincing you, try reading the rest of Galatians, that's quite convincing. Or maybe just sit with the father and use the words of chapter 4 verse 6. And that verse says that God sends the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, convincing us that we are his children. Ask him to do that for you.